Boston Celtics get the win. They look pretty good for most of the game against the Bucs. Jalen Brown was amazing. This is the guy I'm looking for. We're going to talk about it right now on the Locked On Celtics podcast. Be ever ready. Recognize the city of champs. Boston, baby, we do what you can't. Locked on number 18, Tatum and Brown, J team. Step back, we gon' wet that and slay teams. Of course, the Celtics, who else could it be? Screaming like KG with the Larry OB. Corral is above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap, salary matching. Clutch like Bird to DJ, keep John on replay. Primetime, dapping up the truth on the sideline. Rainy Jays, how it started, raising banners, how we finish. Locked on Celtics pod, home of the winners. B. Hey there, welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics Podcast. It's right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your team every day, and I got you every day, Monday through Friday, even Thanksgiving Day, if you're sitting here celebrating here in the United States. Thank you for making the show part of your daily routine. I really appreciate it. Uh, this show is free, it's fresh, it's new every day of the week. So subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Watch the show on YouTube. Make it your first watch of the day. Uh, so do that. Subscribe. It's just subscribe. Just subscribe. I'm John Corrales. If you don't know me, you should know me by now. I used to play a long time ago. Now I cover the Celtics for Boston Sports Journal, and I cover them for you as well, because that's basically what I'm doing. That's my job, right? When I say I cover it for Boston Sports Journal, I'm covering it for you, and I'm writing stories about the Celtics after this 119-116 win over the Bucks. It wasn't yeah, I mean, it was 119-116 because, as I'll talk about later, the final six minutes of the game were kind of crap, and the Celtics got outscored, was it 25-13 to 13 in that stretch, and, you know, blew another lead. So, ho-hum, same old stuff from these Boston Celtics, but not quite really. I'll talk about that in a bit. Let's start with the things I liked. The things I liked, the things I disliked, that's kind of the standard format here. I'm just going to start with Jalen Brown. And people who listen regularly know that I've been critical of Jalen Brown. But then there are people who listen occasionally. And I this is something I just, we talk about something I dislike. This entire concept of when you criticize somebody, you're a hater. Oh, it's slander. And okay, I get it. I use I use the word slander every once in a while too, um, and it's funny to use it. But this whole notion of like, well, I was critical of Jalen Brown, so I'm a hater. No, actually, the reason why I'm critical of Jalen Brown is this game right here. This game right here. This is why I'm critical of Jalen Brown in his down moments and his his games where he seems like he's searching for his own shot too much and he tries to do too much and he turns the ball over this game. This game is why I get upset about that. This game is why I sit there and I say, Hey, Jalen Brown needs to be better because this game shows how capable he is of being an amazing basketball player, not just great scorer, not just Hey, he makes a couple of nice passes. This game shows Jalen Brown's full capabilities. And on a game like this, this is absolutely kind of really have no critiques, no criticisms, no nothing. Jalen Brown was spectacular. 
in this game. 26 points led the Celtics in scoring. Eight assists led the Celtics in assists. All right, 10 of 16 shooting, three of five from three. He hits all three free throws. So just a simple 62 and a half, 6100 split for Jalen Brown. Okay, sometimes you're going to shoot well, it's going to look good. But this isn't just because he shot well. This was not a game where it's like, oh, he shot well and it looks like he had a good game. No, Jalen was in full control. He was in full control of himself. He was in full control of the game. He was looking for teammates. There was one particular play in the second half where he he went to, it looked like a very simple rise up. I think he had Giannis in front of him. Rise up, take a shot, contested shot, whatever, and just look for his own bucket. Giannis was there. Instead of taking a shot that would have been contested, mildly contested, Swing, swing, Jason Tatum three-pointer in the corner. Just beautiful, beautiful decision. And though he was making those kinds of decisions the entire game. Whenever I'm critical of Jalen Brown, think of this game. Think of this performance. This is the standard. This is how highly I, I, I value Jalen Brown and how highly I think of his abilities as a basketball player. You know, I had a coach tell me once uh, after the fact, after I was done playing, where he's like, you know why I yelled at you so much? Because, well, first I could take it. Secondly, because I always knew you could do better. You could always be better. Whatever you thought your limit was, I always knew you could get past that limit. So every time I pushed you, and, and got on you, it's because I knew you could do something else. And in retrospect, I completely understand that. I'm not going to get on Sam Hauser. Um, I'm not going to get on Peyton Pritchard too much. Like, I understand Pritchard's limitations. So when he has a game where it's like, yeah, his limitation showed, I'm not doing a whole segment on Peyton Pritchard. I'm not doing entire segments on Sam Hauser. I'm not doing entire segments on O'Shea Brissett. But I am going to do them on Tatum. I am going to do them on Brown. I'll do whole shows on these guys because I know how good they can be. So Jalen Brown in this game was looking for his teammates, was looking to make the right play, was rarely, rarely looking for his own, where do I get my shot? Where I haven't gotten my shot yet, whatever. And the beauty of this the lesson that he should take from this, because I always believe in lessons from these things. The lesson that he should take is a very simple one. Jalen Brown, you spent this game looking for your teammates. You didn't force anything. You only had one turnover. You were looking for your teammates. You got eight assists, five of them to Kristaps Porzingis. One of them, the most improbable assist you're ever going to find, Jalen Brown alley-oop to Sam Hauser. What? What? Side note, hold on. Can we just talk about this alley-oop to Sam Hauser? Of all the things, and I talked to Sam Hauser after the game, and he was like, yeah, this if you could put a list of things together, that was at the bottom of the list. 
Everyone I talked to fully expected Jalen to give it up to to Sam Hauser early, so Hauser could throw the alley oop because because Jalen was just dunking like crazy. That baseline windmill dunk, whoo, that was crazy. But he didn't give it up. Didn't do the give it up to get it back. Classic move in that situation. Kind of what you're always supposed to do: give it up to get it back. But he used his gravity. I forget who the defender was, but that defender was like, no, nah, you're not passing this to this guy. I'm going to defend you. And Jalen was like, psych, whoop, alley-oop, beautiful. So, Jalen, you control the ball, one turnover, you look for your teammates, eight assists. What's the lesson? You got 16 shots, one less than Jason Tatum for most on the team. So the second most, one less. Then Tatum, you scored 26 points. You led the team in scoring. So the lesson is you can go ahead and look for your teammates. You can go ahead and pull the ball out when you're going to drive one on two. You can go ahead and pull it out. You can go ahead and just say, hey, I'm just going to reset this offense. I'm not going to try and go crazy hero ball here. You can do that and still get your shots and still score your points, and still be regarded as one of the best players on the floor. You know what? You were the best player on the floor in this game. Absolutely, without a doubt, the best player on the floor in this game. Jalen Brown. Round of applause for Jalen Brown. So that's what I hope he takes out of this. Like, okay, I get it now. I don't have to force these shots. Now, it helped that Tatum was probably a little under the weather, and he took 17 shots. There weren't a ton of shots to go around, but Jalen can feel comfortable. There were a couple where he gave it up, the ball worked its way around again, and he ended up missing the three-pointer. But let me tell you something. The three-pointer that he missed was my favorite shot that he took because he gave it up. The ball went to every other player on the floor, and he got it back. And now at that point, it's like, Lights beaming down from the heavens, harps being played, angelic voices saying, trust your teammates, Jalen. It's okay. You'll get the ball back. Man, I hope he takes that out of this game because it's true. And maybe, maybe, maybe every once in a while, it won't be true. Every once in a while, but those are exceptions to the rule. Because everybody's looking for you, Jalen. Everybody's looking for you to score. So when you give it up and somebody gets the rotation towards them, they'll find the ball will find its way back to you because most of the guys on this team, if not all of them, are willing to give you the ball so you can go score. So if you give it up, you'll get it back. Except when Sam Hauser's on the break, in which case you always throw the lob to Sam Hauser. What a play. What a play that was. I can't believe I saw that live. Let's get into the other thing that I like, the 42 minutes of basketball that was just wonderful. Talk about that in just a second. I want to thank you for making Lockdown Celtics your first listen, your first watch, whichever it is, every day. Go check out Lockdown Sports today. It's the only, only, First ever 24-7 streaming 
channel on YouTube. Go subscribe after you're done with this. Go subscribe there. Turn it on. Put it in the background. When you hear something interesting, turn up the volume. It's like the old school ESPN. Can't do it on ESPN anymore because there's all these all these like debate shows and all that stuff. These podcasts, these the Lockdown Podcast Network, so much more fun. Go check it out. It's the first ever 24-7 streaming network, Lockdown Sports, today. So find it where you found this podcast here on the YouTube. Just search for it on YouTube. Trust me. You'll love it. All right. The Boston Celtics uh, did a great job here for 42 minutes or so. They came out. They moved the ball. They kicked it ahead. They played with great pace. They played with great purpose. When I talk about purpose, they were actually like they were intentional in what they were doing. They weren't flying by defensively. They weren't just running straight lines and in, headlong into defenders. They they moved with purpose. I am doing this to set a screen. I am cutting to free up a teammate. I am doing all of these things. I'm passing and moving so I can run this offense effectively. We're switching. We're doing all, everything had meaning to it. It had good pace to it. They didn't stand around a whole lot. The first quarter especially was great. They were up 12, six assists. They shot 50%. Milwaukee was held to 27%. No second chance points for the Bucs. Overall, they got 19 second chance points, which like towards the end, there's a few of those in the fourth quarter that were crappy. Uh, Some of it was just they're defending Giannis like, they defended Giannis really, really well. They defended Lillard really, really well. I think some of the help to bother Giannis uh, led to some of the, uh, a couple of the putbacks. So that's not, it's not so bad. It's, it's, you're not going to prevent all of the uh, second chance points. So the, 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 the defense, I think for 46 minutes, the defense was, spectacular. Um, the, the, the final six minutes, uh, well, I'll get to that in a second, but, uh, the, the way the Celtics were able to defend, uh, I think the way the Celtics just the attitude, they, they, and I said this after the, the Charlotte game, you knew they were going to pick it up after, after losing to the Hornets, they're going to come in here and they're going to prove something. It's an ESPN game. It's the Milwaukee Bucks. You're always looking to prove something against the Milwaukee Bucks. And they, they did that. So, uh, the, the overall effort, even from Drew Holiday, who was one of eight, I thought he was pressing a little bit, uh, for his shot, but defensively he was, he was there on Giannis. He's there on, on Lillard. He was at the point of attack. Like Holiday's defense was was pretty good, uh, and he managed another eight rebounds, uh, a steal, a block, just two turnovers. I think overall, like I, I wouldn't sit there and say Holiday, who shot one of eight, was bad in this game. I thought he was he had a tough offensive night, but I thought he was he was pretty good in this game. Uh, the Jalen Brown, Kristaps Porzingis dynamic has is just blossomed. I continue. Like nothing has changed my mind here. I continue to believe that Porzingis and Jalen Brown should always play the exact amount of minutes, the same amount of minutes as each other. Uh, Basically what I'm saying is whenever Brown is in the game, he needs Porzingis. You kind of saw it late in the game. It was interesting that Porzingis came out late in the game. I don't know why 
that happened. And in all the conversations, some other stuff, I forgot to ask why uh, they went without Porzingis down the stretch. They just kind of went a little smaller uh, and Al Horford was out there. So, but I, I, I thought there were a couple of stretches there, the end of the game and the third quarter where Porzingis kind of sat with four fouls. I think it was in the third, early fourth. There was a stretch there where it was just like disjointed. He he just changes so much for this team that I, I feel like he needs to be on the floor a ton. The the Brown Porzingis, he had like I said before, eight assists, five of them to Porzingis, and then you know Porzingis has one assist, and it's the Jalen Brown with by the way backdoor cut, one dribble, help comes along the baseline, so. Jalen just instinctively kind of moves the ball out of the way. And that just flows into this windmill dunk where if you looked at O'Shea Brissett, he had his hands on his head like, ah, and he held him there for like the entire next possession. It was, it was like a full minute of his hands on his head. Like, did I just see that? So that dynamic and afterwards, you know, Porzingis has been asked about this a ton. Jalen's been asked about it a ton. They're listen, they live in the same building. They carpool to the airport. They sit next to each other on the plane. We figured that out today. We've we've learned over the past few days that Al Horford and and Jason Tatum sit next to each other on the plane. And now we've learned that Porzingis and Brown sit next to each other on the plane. These guys, Jalen said after the game. As soon as KP got to Boston, it was an instant connection. There, there's just something with these guys. I don't know. Maybe maybe Jalen needed his pick-and-roll partner to be 7'4", so we could see him easily. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, but whatever it is, it's working. So keep that combo together as much as possible. Uh, also, like Derek White's game, he is just stability. Human stability. He is so stable, like... If if he were psychology, no therapist would exist. That's how stable he is. That was a terrible analogy, but hey, it's 20 of four on Thanksgiving morning, and that's the best you're going to get. So, sorry. <laughs> uh, six turnovers for Derek White, but that, you know, a little bit of a rough stretch, but he did have 13 points, five assists, four rebounds, I, three of six from three. Just... Uh, Give me Derek White. Like when he's not there, there's a, there's a reason why I think the Celtics tend to struggle when he's not there. Uh, good games from Peyton Pritchard, Sam Hauser, Al Horford. The bench, 31 points to uh, Milwaukee's 22 bench points. So they outplayed Pat Connaughton. They outplayed Bobby Portis. They outplayed Campaign, who's got the worst looking jump shot. My God, it's awful. An interesting moment, by the way, where Giannis in the third quarter was maybe where he didn't want to come out of the game and like a whistle blew. He just kept waving off the sub and uh, Adrian Griffin had to push Bobby Portis onto the floor so he can go check in. I don't know. That was it. was an interesting little moment there with those guys. Kind of curious, just going to keep that in the back of my head. Don't know if it means anything. Could just be frustration from Giannis. Could just be one of those days. 
but listen, uh, Griffin's just been, I don't know. It's, it's been an interesting start. His top assistant, Terry Stotts quits before the season starts. This stuff is happening. I don't know. Just, just filing it away. Not saying anything's wrong. Just filing it away. But it's not like they're quitting on him because they came back and they made a, a run. They made a, a late run that I'm going to talk about as I talk about the things I disliked. Thank you for making Lockdown Celtics your first listen every day. Remember, when the Celtics play, like they're going to play Friday afternoon, uh, the uh, Orlando Magic on uh, an in-season tournament day, go check out the SiriusXM app. Download the SXM app. Search Celtics. You can listen to Grandia Max. Listen to their radio call. So if you didn't like the ESPN call, you could have just listened to the SXM app and synced up their audio with your TV, and boom. You, that, that's a great way to do it. So check that out every time the Celtics. So what I didn't like about this game was the last six minutes. And I, I think if, since we're, I, I brought up lessons, one of the lessons that these te- the, these Celtics have to learn is the fragility of leads in the NBA. In today's NBA, leads are fragile. So I'm not going to go on a big thing about, oh, they let their foot off the gas and they keep blowing these late leads and all. Blah, blah. No, I don't think this was like a a big kind of egregious thing. Like the, they, they did. Did they let up a little bit? Sure, they let up. There was a point there, and I said it in my, uh, I do a live kind of like live blog type of thing for Boston Sports Journal in every game. And there was a point there with about six minutes left where the lead had gotten down to uh, like 11, 12. It was a slow walk down of a lead. The, the lead got up to 18. It got down. Yeah, they scored like six straight points. It got down to like 12. And I said, man, the Celtics really need a bucket and a stop here. And they got it. They got a bucket. They got a stop. And it led to another bucket. And it kind of felt like at that point, Horford, like Jalen gets blocked. Horford gets the, like the, the rebound. Uh, he catches the block shot and, and kind of softly dunks it. Then on the other end, they get the a stop. Jalen springs free. He gets the layup and it was like 108, one, 108, 91. So it's a 17 point game. And then, you know, it felt like, Hey, it's five and a half minutes to go. This has been basically a 17 to 20 point lead. 14, I would say, actually. 14, 17, 20 a couple of times, 21 at one point. So you say, ah, all right, we got him. We got him. That was a that was a nice little run. We got him. It's 17. We're so they start to coast a little bit. All right. That that's that's a natural thing that happens sometimes. Can't let that happen. You can't let that happen. Because what happens after that? you start to get these little things like, oh, a, um, a, a tip in, right. An offensive, an offensive rebound. Uh, just, a Giannis is just good. And he finds his way to the rim. Uh, Brooke Lopez, he's big and he, he finished some shots. Damian Lillard starts to hit a couple of shots, right? These it's the Milwaukee bucks. And, 
in the NBA, no lead, no lead is safe. Like no lead is safe in the NBA. So 17 points, a couple of layups, you miss a shot. They hit, they hit a couple of shots and you're like, okay, it's a six, two run, six, one run. Okay. That, that 17 point lead gets down to down to 12. Okay. Well now you've missed another shot. Here comes they a layup. Oh, it's, it's 10. It's, it's, it's taken a couple of minutes, but over the course of two minutes, now it's a 10 point game. Now with three and a half minutes to go, they got Damian Lillard three pointer, miss three pointer. Boom. Now, now you're in a real game all of a sudden. And that's where I think the Celtics have to just respect the fact that the lead is fragile for a team that loves the three pointer so much. You'd think that they would understand that you give up a couple of three pointers and all of a sudden stuff gets really, really interesting. The Celtics, I think, I don't know why, I don't know how they seem to think that the, the leads, these, these quote unquote, big leads, like are, are untouchable sometimes. And they, they, I think maybe feel the pressure every once in a while to be like, Oh, Whoa, they put a little run together. Whoa. We got to answer that. I talk about the concept of answering versus just playing basketball that if, if you get caught up in that, you're really going to start give up runs. You're going to start to give up a ton of runs. So the Celtics have to respect the fact that leads are fragile because especially against these good teams, why couldn't why can't Giannis all of a sudden just whip off a little run? Why can't Damian Lillard just whip off a little run? Does it all the time? Chris Middleton had a bad game. He does not look good, but he's capable of hitting shots. He hit a big three. Right? Lillard hits a couple of three pointers in the last few minutes. And this thing gets down to three points. Now Tatum does what he does. He gets to the rim. He draws a foul. He finds a little bit of energy, whatever it was. And unlike Charlotte, Tatum hits his free throws. Uh, he missed one, but like he hit enough of his free throws. Holiday hits two free throws late to ice it. So they have to respect the fragility of the lead. And they just, they, they, they have to stop trying to answer. Because once you start to answer, you get away from things. Because Jalen is guilty of this. Jason is guilty of this. Drew Holiday is guilty of this. Derek White can be guilty of this. When when the other team hits a couple of shots, and you're like, okay, that that 17 point lead's at 12, and I don't like that it's at 12 because now we're getting into dicey territory. Let me let me just find this shot here because I'm confident in myself. I'm going to hit this shot. No, run your regular offense. Don't get caught up in the answer. Forget it. They scored their six points. Let it go. Let it go. It's all right. It's a 12-point game. Not a problem. Not a problem. Unless you make it a problem. Okay? Yeah, six straight points. Boom. Here's your 18-point leads down to 12. 
All right, done. It's a 12-point game now. What are we going to do? We're going to run our pick and roll with Porzingis. We're going to run the same thing. We're going to run a little pin down. We're going to run some off-ball, you know, fake action on the other side. We're going to occupy the defense. We're going to get what's been working. We're going to go to it again. We're going to do it calmly. We're going to do it at a decent time on the clock to give ourselves other options. We're not going to walk it down and start the start the play at 11. We're going to start the play at 15. So you have an opportunity to work the ball around, get your swing, swing, swing action, get your driving kick action. Just do that. That's okay. 12 points, not a big deal, man. Not a big deal. If you come down, run your stuff, get yourself a basket, then it's 14. And if you go into a, you know, answer back and forth, then it goes from 12 to 14, 12 to 14. Okay, fine. All right. Then, then but just run your stuff, run your stuff. Don't get too caught up in it. That's their biggest problem. So not too worried about it, but they just got to learn that lesson too. It's all about lessons. Plenty of lessons here. I'm happy to relay the message of what lessons need to be learned. But if they do that, then they'll close out games. If you stop worrying about, oh, six points, six in a row, stop it. Stop it. Boom, it's done. It's gone. Can't change it. All you can do is run your stuff, score the bucket. Doesn't matter. Don't hero ball your way to it because that's not how it, that's not how it, you you built this lead. Thank you for listening. Happy Thanksgiving. If you're sitting there, if you, maybe the pod, maybe get the podcast on while you're cooking. I'm doing the cooking. I'll be cooking uh, a little Thanksgiving dinner. Not turkey though. Not turkey. I have a nice little dinner planned. So uh hope you're enjoying your Thanksgiving if you're celebrating. If you're in a different country and it's not Thanksgiving, it's just Thursday, then happy Thursday. It's almost Friday. Your weekend is here. So uh thank you. Thank you to everybody who's a subscriber. Thank you for being an everydayer. Uh Monday through Friday, bonus podcasts like I'll podcast after the the game in Orlando. Early game, 2:30. Weird one, right? So Check it out. That means the podcast will actually drop at a normal time. So check that out. Subscribe. If you are an everydayer, I would love it if you share the podcast, tell your friends, tell everybody they should be listening to and watching the Lockdown Celtics podcast right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Your team every day.